Welcome to Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. This is a true crime podcast. That's right, a true crime podcast. For those in the back, I'll say it a little bit louder. This is a true crime podcast. This show is a show for grown folks. That little E over there next to my podcast, that means that we use some foul language every once in a while. Just every once in a while. Enough to flag it, you know. So, we talk about really generally vile, disgusting, and horrific things. Dismemberment, disembowelment, death in general. Lots of really horrible, terrible things. But we also, like I said, we cover the three key things that everybody in life enjoys. Coffee, true crime, and of course, dumpster fires. So, settle in. Come get warm by the dumpster fire. Make sure don't touch it, though. Don't want you to get burned. Don't want to get sued. Just saying. But, again, all kidding aside, you have been warned. Turn back now if you don't like that kind of thing. And by the way, I like my coffee black and my tea in the harbor. If you don't get that reference, you need to go ahead and turn back now. Otherwise, settle in and enjoy this week's episode of Coffee and a True Crime Dumpster Fire. I'm back. Hey, everybody. Yes, I am actually back. I had a little bit of some plague and various other, well, life just kind of happened and made it kind of difficult to record a podcast, etc. But now I'm back. And I'm bad. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not really. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but I am back. Um, first of all, I made a thousand listens. Woohoo! That's kind of cool, right? Um, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, um, lots of good things coming forth. I promise. Uh, maybe even a Patreon and a website. Woo! Buy me a coffee. All that kind of fun stuff on Good Pods. Thanks for rating and subscribing and keeping the show alive, listening on a regular basis. I know there hasn't been a lot to listen to and sharing what was out there. I appreciate all of that. But now, like I said, I am back. So this week, um, well, of course, we have to start off with the coffee of the week, right? The coffee of the week this week is Appalachian Sunrise. I hope I said that right. Appalachia. Appalachian yeah, Appalachian Sunrise by Expedition Joe. There, it's a light roast coffee. It's made by a company out of uh, a small little, smaller operation out of Blairsville, Georgia, Booger Hollow. If you know, you know. Um, <clears throat> it's actually a really good coffee. Uh, I give it four and a half out of five. All right, so. Now that we've done all of those things and we've established that I'm back and bad and whatever else. Well, maybe not bad. But anyway, I'm definitely back and thoroughly caffeinated, let me tell you. All right. So anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch, did you miss my rabbit hunts? See? I mean, just randomly just running off on various rabbit hunts, etc. I know. It wouldn't be me without... You know, I wouldn't be the mysterious Mr. C without that. So, anyway, all right. 
got to shake off the cobwebs, right? So this week, I want to talk about the murder of Shanti Cooper. Uh, Shanti Tronas, maybe? Um, that was her married name, was Tronas. Cooper is her maiden name. Um, so <clears throat> we'll start with, of course, the 911 call, right? And as any of my regular listeners know, I don't generally play the 911 calls. This is not an exception. I'm not going to play the 911 call. It's pitiful. Um, again, I, I, unless it's really, really relevant, I don't play 911 calls. I don't do that kind of stuff. It just it doesn't necessarily serve a purpose. In fact, it can you can let your mind build the picture a little bit better. Just my opinion. <clears throat> anyway, and and sometimes it causes unnecessary trauma for people, and I don't want to do that. <coughs> Sorry, had to hit the cough button and the hack break. Um, anyway, so um, we'll start there. We'll start. We'll start at the nine one one call, but then we'll jump back in time a little bit. So, on April twenty fourth, two thousand and eighteen, at three fifty one p.m., Dave Tronas calls nine one one and wants police and paramedics to come to their to his residence at 218 Copeland Drive in Delaney Park, which is a neighborhood of Orlando. When they get there, they find Shante Cooper deceased. Shocker, right? I know, I know, spoiler. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know. It, it's a true crime pile. I mean, what did you expect, right? All right. So they find her, they, they find her deceased, and the... Uh, Dave, her husband, says that he found her, or they find her, um, it looks like she may have hit her head and fallen in the bathtub. Dave supposedly found her face down floating in the bathtub. Eh, pretty cut and dry. We're done here. Thanks for tuning in. Had to be a short one. Boop, boop. Nope, nope, nope. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Relax. Calm down. I would not do that to you. No, it was not that simple. Of course not. I mean... It wouldn't be a true, this would not be a true crime podcast if it was that simple, right? No, 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 no. <clears throat> because he claims that he moved her to the bedroom on a pad on the floor to do CPR. Cool story, bro. Except the investigators from Go are not really buying that whole, that whole thing. Because, for one, the autopsy says that the cause of death was actually ruled to be strangulation and blunt f multiple blunt force injuries to the head. Plus, let's remember now, remember, he supposedly found her face down in the bathtub and pulled her from the bathtub and started CPR before he called, or when he called them. Unfortunately, she was dry. When the police and paramedics got there. And anybody that knows anything about Florida, nothing in, well, nothing any, I mean, nothing really anywhere, but nothing in Florida dries quickly at all. Um, especially Taekwondo geese. Anyway, neither here nor there. Sorry. If you know, you know. <clears throat> um, anyway, so she was dry, and there was, and there was a lot of blood near where she was and there weren't like I get it you know there's going to be blood whatever she hit her head blah blah yes 
Sure. I get that. I I can buy that. I can accept that. Except that there's not like, you know, drag marks from the bathtub or the bathroom, whatever. No indication. You know, no like no like drips of blood, maybe even. Nothing. No. Nada. Some other things that uh, detectives made note of. Um, she only had one earring in her ear. The pair, the mate to that earring, along with some other jewelry, was neatly laid on the bedroom, on the dresser in the bedroom. Like, you know, like when somebody's getting ready for bed. They take off their ear. You know when the lady is getting ready for bed or those things that she takes off all of the jewelry that, you know, might get hung up in the sheets when you're sleeping, etc. And you set it on the dresser. I don't know what it is, this plague. I, I've had this horrific uh, cough and hack, and I, I I haven't hacked in 36 hours. I push the record button, and I can't stop hacking again. Forgive me. By the way, the, the hacks and the coughs and everything are either going to be paused or edited out, so you'll miss most of them. You might catch one or two. Who knows? Anyway, also, she had... She also had no, again, worth noting and kind of weird, but she had no defensive wounds that in, that would indicate, again, remember, multiple blows to the skull, right? Blunt force trauma. So the fact that she doesn't have any defensive wounds indicates that <clears throat> probably she was attacked from maybe behind, and that very first blow to the head knocked her out. Just, that's it. Done. Out. One, two, three, done. Right? Um, she probably never even saw it coming. Or if she did, she, you know, if she, I don't know, if, if she did, it was, of course, somebody she knew and didn't expect it. Um... <clears throat> All right, so let's go back a little bit further to understand kind of how we got to this point, right? So we'll go back to March of 2013. Um, Dave and Shantae, they meet through, uh, I believe it was Match.com, dating website. We just we won't even call it Match, we just say a dating website, right? Um, <clears throat> and within a few months, Dave moves from Minnesota, 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 I can't do the, I suck at accents, I should stop trying, <clears throat> um, he moves all the way from Minnesota to Orlando, Florida, to be with Shantae and her young son, now, I say her young son, they've successfully really kept it out of most of the reports and all of those things, even if you could find it, I'm not going to share it because it's not really relevant. It doesn't have anything to do with the case. Uh, he wasn't there, <clears throat> all those things, so there's no need to mention his name because he was a little kid. I think he was like seven or eight, something like that, so no need. Doesn't that, He's a non-factor, aside from the, the one little detail, like I said, that, that she had a son and he moved here to be with Shantae and the, and the boy. Um, so they get together and they, you know, they're living separately, whatever. Um, they, then in April, 
of 2015, Dave <coughs> bought a <coughs> Dave bought a $600,000 home in the upscale neighborhood of Delaney Park in Orlando. 4,000 square feet. It even had a separate apartment out above the garage. This is a, a pretty styling piece of property. And 600000 then, um, in or, well, 600000 now in Orlando wouldn't get you. Well, anyway, I don't want to go down that road with housing prices and the inflation and all that fun stuff. I'm just not. Anyway, 4,000 square feet. That's a lot of square feet. Um, and, and again, a separate apartment above the garage. It was a pretty nice house. So, <clears throat> if you notice, though, I said Dave bought this house. It's really important. Dave bought this house. Not Dave and Shante, not the married couple, not nothing. Dave bought this house. <laughs> That's going to be important. So, um, <clears throat> so... And actually, he created a trust that owned the house, or he started out with his with it in his name alone, and then placed it in a trust when he went to jail. Now, minor detail though too that is important to note and fair, whatever, is the two weren't married yet when he bought the house. <clears throat> so they get married, and the re and the renovations begin. Now, for those of you who are married, let's look at this for a minute. Those of you who have been married for any length of time, have you tried to put together a piece of Ikea furniture? does not usually end well. No, I mean, it doesn't end it like in murder or anything like that or beatings or anything, but it just, it's, it's never a smooth process. And, and there's always some tension that builds when you're trying to build Ikea furniture. Just... Again, and that's just like a table, or, or not even a table. That's just like a bookshelf. Pretty simple, relatively speaking, right? But this dude gets with his, and they want to, they are renovating an entire house. Again, more power to them if they can do it. More, more power to you couples out there. There are a lot of couples that do it. Cool. I get it. But most normal couples, even again, even just something as simple as IKEA furniture ends in some sort of disagreement. I don't even say an argument; just it it, it ends in tensions, right? And you got to go. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's never it's never a fun experience. I've never I've never meant it meant met met anyone that was any couples that have been able to successfully. Uh, Build IKEA furniture or whatever furniture in a box. I don't even, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to zero in specifically on IKEA, but anything like Target, anything that comes in a box that you have to put together. I've never met another couple. <clears throat> I've never met a couple that that enjoyed doing that. Most couples dread that. Um, my wife is amazing. I'm not the easiest person to deal with. 
especially when it comes to putting together furniture. So when we buy furniture, the box comes inside and then it sits there. It sits there forever until I go to work one day and she puts it together because she knows that I am an unbearable prick at times. It's just how it is. <laughs> I say that. But, but anyway, nonetheless, right? So <laughs> um, <clears throat> so then um, – so when the project starts, um, by all accounts – Shante is paying the bills for the project, and Dave is just supervising the project, i.e. he's spending her money. Um, did I mention that when they met, Dave apparently claimed to have inherited anywhere from 4 to $6 million? So this dude claimed to be a multi-millionaire. That has yet to really prove out. Uh, it just hasn't yet. He hasn't gone on trial. Shocker. Spoiler alert. We haven't been to trial yet. Mm. Okay, so um, now the couple gets married in February of 2017. And the costs for this renovation project that started again uh, back in... Uh, you know, in April of 2015. So now we're getting into February of 2017. So we're coming up on two years of renovation. I, I put up quotes. Anybody in for those? Hey, nice. Glad you could show up. Feel free to come on in. Get, grab a seat. Yes, in the back. I know. I saw you. You didn't sneak in. Come on. Anyway, so <clears throat> two years and $250,000 later, almost, a, well, not almost, a quarter million dollars in costs so far, and the the house is unlivable. Now remember, they only spent six hundred thousand dollars on this house. They're coming up on half the cost of this house in renovations. This is ridiculous, and they got so bad <clears throat> they couldn't. Um. They, they had to move into the apartment above the garage because the house was literally unlivable. Um, I mean, like, bad. It was bad. I, I saw videos. Um, I watched a 48 Hours on it. The, this was terrible, guys. Absolutely out of control. Like, literally the only thing holding this house up was about an inch and a half of stucco. The, that is no exaggeration. You can watch the videos and whatever on 48 Hours. I believe it's 48 Hours is the show that, that discussed this. Um, <clears throat> that's the cool thing, by the way, about a true crime. I get to watch all those cool videos and stuff, and, and eventually I'll get paid for it. Who knows? Anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch, right? Um, so... And not only so, not only now are they living in this apartment, but Shantae's running her business, which I was never really clear on what it was. I believe it was some kind of sales. I think I don't know for sure. My bad. I couldn't find it anywhere. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. Anyway, it's it's not it's not necessarily that. But she's running her business out of the same apartment. So. I mentioned I mentioned my amazing bride all the time. My I, I couldn't 
I, 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 no. No. We we did well. No. No. I just no. Cuz this is not like this is this isn't like an apartment. It's a studio apartment. And let's be real. A studio apartment not a great place to try and run a business and live out of with two people. If you live by yourself whatever. It's it's no big deal. Um so it but I mean it was utter insanity in that place. So Dave decided that he would move into the actual garage and sleep on the couch down there. Like he brought a couch down into the garage. And again, I've seen pictures and whatever. It is a garage. It's not insulated, it's not air conditioned, none of that. This is Orlando, folks. This is Central Florida. It gets really freaking hot and humid and gross. Even late at night, there's like no relief. So you can imagine, that was rough, I'm sure. Poor Dave, right? Oh, well, not so fast, right? So, I mean, maybe there was, who knows, right? There was, sound, sounds to me, as an outsider, sounds to me like, oh, maybe there's a little trouble in paradise. What do you think? <clears throat> Spoiler, again. She's dead, sadly. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there was trouble in paradise. <clears throat> but he realized, though, at some point, um, <coughs> he realized at some point <clears throat> that he was in way over his head. So he called his contractor friend, Keith Ory. Now, Keith Ory... Um, Anybody that watches HGTV, HGTV and those things, I think that's a cool channel, by the way. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch other people. It's a lot of fun. It's like watching a train wreck in slow motion. I love it. Because you get to watch other people go through the, the growing pains and the stress and the, and the brain damage and whatever of total renovation. It's cool for other people. Um, it just is. Anyway. So he calls his friend Keith Ory, who – that's why I mentioned HGTV and all that, because Keith Ory is a contractor on seen on the show Zombie House Flipping. Let me repeat that for you. Zombie House Flipping. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. So, <clears throat> um, so according to Ory, um, Tronis had agreed to – allow them to flip it as part of their that's what they do they they go in zombie house flipping goes in and they take these awful how these houses that that could potentially be really nice houses but they are in awful 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 shape they go in this crew of guys and their their realtor girlfriend or whoever she is i think she's married to one anyway i don't know i don't pay much attention but they have a realtor and then these guys, these contractor guys, and they all put their, they pull their money together and do these really cool projects and stuff. And and they turn these literal dumps in the, the they find the neighborhood eyesore. And I know everybody, every neighborhood has one, right? We all have that neighborhood, unless you live in an HOA and you have condo commandos, then you don't really have the, you have an eyesore, but not nearly as bad as, some neighborhoods without that. Anyway, neither here nor there. But um, <clears throat> uh, so they 
the, the that's the zombie house flipping mode though, right? They they go in, they zoom in, zip in, and they have you know all these contacts and resources and all these things. They pull their money and they take the the neighborhood zombie house that that and in a lot of cases in the house almost looks like when they first take it over it almost looks like it would be haunted you know the the shrubs are all overgrown you can't get to the front door it's so overgrown kind of a deal and it is an absolute dump and they turn it into something pretty amazing they turn around they flip it and they sell it um that was the goal in 2018 when Tronus agreed to let zombie house flippers Keith and his crew flip this house and they were going to start shooting in May of 2018. <clears throat> so back to the day of the murder. By the way, um, they did an interview with Keith Ory and there seemed to be Keith caught on to some tensions between some major tension between Dave and Shanti. Um, almost like she didn't want to do that. And almost like it sounds like he pressured her into signing off and agreeing to do the flip and <coughs> moving forward. <coughs> anyway, <clears throat> so back to the day of the murder. Tronas voluntarily went to the Orlando PD headquarters where he submitted to several hours of fairly <laughs> intense questioning. <clears throat> He, while he never really wavered on his innocence, he did have these really weird uh, mood swings, like bipolar almost. All these like bipolar mood swings to where he kind of like, he wanted, he was trying to read the room and give these detectives the response that maybe he thought they should, they expected. Uh, and he wasn't doing a very good job of it. So, um, there were also a lot of inconsistencies with the story. Like I mentioned before, the bathtub is dry. She's dry. There's no blood in the bathroom, but next to her where she lay, uh, all these different things. Um, there was blood all over the bed, all around the bedroom. Eh. Uh, I don't know. Um... And and the, and one of the detectives, uh, Detective Sprague, noted that he um, he seemed to really show a, a a glaring lack of remorse, right? Um, and he also um, he so he also it it has been revealed now that he kind of had this anonymous second life. Um, you know, that secret life. This is what gets you. This is, this is what, this, this is what, this is why don't be secret. Don't do that. It ends badly for everyone. Anyway, so he had this anonymous, like, you know, secret life where he was, um, Having anonymous encounters in bathhouses. Uh, gay bathhouses, right? And there's no <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Do you do you. Whatever. 
but don't be surprised when it comes back to bite you in the ass. Um, just it it will it will come back. You know when you do secret scroll stuff like that, it will always come back around to bite you. So there was even an informant that claims that Tronus told him, the informant, that his wife had discovered his illicit affairs and wanted a divorce. I'd want one too. I don't blame her. I mean, you're doing hanky-panky weird stuff with dudes in a bathhouse. That's not, that's not kosher. It's just not. I think we can all agree on that one. I'm pretty sure we can all agree on that one. Um, the, he also claims, this is the, um, the informant, that claims that, um, he doesn't, he claims, that Dave claims that he doesn't remember killing Shantae, but he blacked out and accidentally killed his wife. There were even claims that Dave had attempted to poison his first wife, Carol, and Shantae, with the, with the secretions. This is so Florida, by the way. This is... <laughs> I hate this. Being, being a... a, a a Florida transplant. I'm not a native Floridian. I should be. I belong here. It's a cool place. But we're full. Do you catch that? We're full. We don't need more. We, we've got enough people here. We got freedom. We don't need... Anyway, sorry. I digress. Oh, I won't get political. I promise I won't be political on, on this pod. I may create a whole nother podcast for that kind of thing, but... Nobody wants to hear that on a true crime. Nobody wants that on a true crime podcast. Okay. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, right? So, um, he was, obviously, newsflash, Dave had previously been married. It was whatever it was. There's really not a lot of information about his previous marriage. Um, just that, again, she was brought up because there was... There are the claims that he'd attempted to poison both his first wife, Carol, and Shantae with secretions from a poisonous monkey frog called a combo. Cambo. K-A-M-B-O. Again, nothing more Florida, right? Um, in case you didn't know, Florida have, we have these um, invasive toads. They're called cane toads or bufo frogs, right? And they secrete this nasty stuff. And if you get it on your skin, it'll burn a little bit. Not bad. It sucks. Um, they're, they're giant. They're like the size of a dinner plate. They're huge. And it'll kill your dog. And, again, only in Florida, right? People actually take the try and, try and collect these secretions off these bufo toads. And they dry it into this, like, gel and they try and smoke it apparently it's or allegedly it's a hallucinogen um although yeah i don't know <laughs> i've never really even had the desire to try <clears throat> um anyway so this the, but but this cambo frog 
is apparently the 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 poison is apparently undetectable on a toxicology screen. Shante had developed symptoms similar to Carol. I guess Carol had gotten sick, um, but had gotten better. And this theory doesn't necessarily hold water, though, because, again, Shante got sick with similar symptoms, but she got better. And um, Carol never did. Um Carol, again, she became really ill during her marriage to Dave, but never really got better. Um, So that doesn't really hold water. So now all we're left with is the trial, which hasn't happened yet because, you know, so now we can all just kind of form our own weird opinions, right? Um, The 48-hour show is definitely worth watching. Again, they do an interview with Keith Ory and all those things, and uh, the house literally you you have you have to see it um, to you have to bear witness to. It. I mean, you have to actually see it with your own eyes on TV because oh my god! I mean, they strip this thing down to the studs. It and you can see in the video. What they're what it looks like. Literally, the stucco is the only thing holding this house up. It is insane. So, I'm going to leave this episode um, open for now. Uh, I'll, I will do. I there's another episode. I've I've done a couple of other episodes previously. I, I think the last one that I did, as a matter of fact, um, I think uh, uh, Brooke Buckler, her. Uh, her killers are due to go to trial soon, too, uh, due to COVID. Uh, same here with this guy. COVID really screwed some things up. You know that? Um, COVID really just kind of screwed life up. I wonder what 2022 is going to bring, right? Who knows? Could bring really good things for this podcast. I'm hoping it brings really good things for this podcast because I'm tired of actually working for a living. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> this is work. Believe me, it's actually work. I know, it's hard to believe. I didn't think it would be but uh, when I started, but uh, I'm wrong. It's definitely work, but I enjoy it. Um, but his lawyers, Dave's lawyers, do maintain his innocence, and there's been there's no trial date yet in sight, so we'll just kind of have to wait. But feel free... <laughs> ah, man. Um, feel free to... Uh, Comment wherever you are listening. Comment on Apple. Comment on uh, Podbean. Anywhere you can comment. Good Pods, all of those. Anywhere you're listening, if you can post a comment, please do. Let me know what you think. Did this dude do this? I think he did. Shocker. Um, But tell us what you think. Or I say us, but it's just my ugly mug. Uh, But anyway, that's why... And again, I got a face for radio. That's why I don't do video. Somebody had mentioned maybe YouTube. No, no, no. Nope. Nope. Can't afford the cameras. I can afford the cameras, but uh, I can't afford to keep replacing them after every episode because that's what I need to do. Because this dude has, like I said, I got a face for radio. I don't know why, but I I, I got a keeper. My bride is amazing. 
I don't know how she, what she sees, but man. Whew. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, I look forward to, uh, I have a couple of episodes ready to go. So that way I'm not uh, so far behind anymore, right? Uh, look forward to the next episode, which will be the Gainesville Ripper. That That's going to be fun. I like that. That was a good case. Uh, and that one actually has a conclusion. <gasps> Shocker, right? Uh, it, it, and anyway, the Gainesville Ripper, right? Um, in the meantime, feel free to subscribe, rate it, like it, comment, because any interaction I get helps boost my numbers. And maybe one day I'll have enough to where, yes, I can, I might get an advertiser or two. I will, I will tell you this, if I do get advertisers or sponsors, my intention is to put them at the beginning of the show or at the very, well, yeah, at the beginning of the show, I don't intend to put them in the middle because that's irritating. Although, who knows? Anyway, I don't want to put them in the middle. I want to put them in the beginning. Anyway, remember, everyone enjoys a good mortar, provided he's not the victim. And we'll see you in two weeks.